0: Welcome to our first men's forum for 2020. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's a great delight today uh, for us to have Apostle Eddie Chancellor, who is really my brother, my brother in marriage, Um, and our fellow servant in, in the kingdom. Men of truth, please let's stand and join me in welcoming um, the overseer for Life Community Church, my brother, friend, and our servant of the Lord, Apostle A.D. Chansa.
1: Now, I want to address this issue of today's man, but uh, it's always important for us. In life, I've learned that definitions are very important. All right? This is a principle that I learned um, many years ago when God started transitioning me instead of um, in, in, in terms of delivering the message of God. The Lord showed me that one of the reasons why we are in challenges today is that we are victims of a handed down gospel. The church today is a victim or handed down. We never questioned some of the things we were taught. We just got it. We, but we need to start questioning some of the things that we believed in. And so I might throw a few things in there. Please don't judge me. Uh, wait until we finish the talk. All right? Because this is what I believe. Wrong definitions results in wrong interpretation. Can we say that wrong definition results in wrong interpretation and wrong interpretation results in wrong doctrine and wrong doctrine results in wrong behavior and wrong behavior, wrong destiny. So to to correct destiny, you've got to go back to definitions. If you do not define something, for example, what is the definition of man? If you have a wrong definition of man, or even the definition of church, your interpretation of church is going to be wrong. Okay? So if we don't define something properly, guess what? Then the interpretation will be wrong. And when the interpretation is wrong, the doctrine, the teaching is going to be wrong. Now, so when, when, when definition is wrong, guess what happens. The interpretation of something is going to be wrong. And when the interpretation is wrong, the teaching, the doctrine is going to be wrong. Now, how many of you know that in the Bible, doctrine is likened to food? Have you ever eaten expired food? What does expired food do to your body? Now, how many of you know that? Yeah, it's poisonous. How many of you know that this church is the board of Christ? And if it's the body of Christ, the church needs food. And if the food is wrong, guess what it's going to do to the church? The body. The church is diseased right now because of the doctrine. There's a lot of wrong doctrine going on on radio, on TV. This is why it's important for us to come back to the primacy of the word of God. We need to get back to the word of God. Because the the, the word of God is the mind of God. The word of God carries the DNA of God. The very nature and character of God is in the word. And that's why Christ himself is the word. Come on. So if you feed people Christ, they're going to be like Christ. If you feed people junk on hallelujahs, shout amen. Fire! Fire! That's not the word of God. Then you're going to have men that can't handle pressure. The pressure that is coming on today's man is not to kill man, it's to reveal man. Come on. Whatever you're calling pressure does not come to kill you. It comes to reveal what kind of a man you are. So I want to handle that pressure from that angle. Pressure is not meant to kill you. Pressure is meant to reveal you. Because diamonds go through pressure. Come on. to To get copper. That copper has to go through a refinery process and that process ain't nice but finally you're going to have something of value so we need to have men that can stand pressure to do that we need to begin by defining man I don't think today's man is different from the original intention God did have for man now talking about doctrine Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. That means man needs what? Bread. He needs bread. He needs bread. But you cannot live by bread alone. The word live in that context is not existence. It's being productive and fruitful. Living is not longevity. To be alive is not just to breathe air. So for man to live, he needs, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, not precedes, but proceeds. So man the, the man needs a proceeding word, not a preceding word. The Bible itself is a preceding word, but out of the preceding word, man needs a proceeding word. And our word. Now, that word proceeds from the mouth of God. How about that? Okay? Say to your neighbor, you need a word. That proceeds from the mouth of God. Okay, now let me ask you, what is the mouth of God? Definition determines interpretation. Interpretation, doctrine. Let's define the mouth of God. Does God have a mouth like mine? For you to live, you need the way that proceeds. Now, what is the mouth of God? The mouth of God is your pastor. Come on, he's the spokes. You will never hear God until you start hearing your pastor. So if your pastor misinterprets the word... You're in trouble. Hello? God's mouth is a man or a woman sent by God. Wow. So that's why he's called a messenger, a preacher. He does not carry his own message. His job is to interpret the word of God accurately. Or else your faith is in trouble. You see many people just say, well, faith comes by and hearing. But how do you hear the word of God? How can you believe unless there's a preacher? How can they preach unless they be sent? So whilst you are going to the mountain to look for the voice of God, you just left the voice of God in the man called Joshua Banda. (laughs) So you are dying (laughs) because you are not listening to the voice of God within a voice of a man. That's our crisis. Some people believe they can hear God, but I know you can hear God. But when it comes to progress and growth, there is a man sent specifically for you. Remember the gentleman is coming from the Pentecostal conference in the book of Acts. He's just come from a path conference and is in the chariot. You remember the, the eunuch? And the Lord sends a man to him and a guy called Philip comes and joins him in the chariot and he says to him, do you understand what you are reading? The guy was reading the Bible like you read the Bible. You see, opening scripture is not opening the Bible. You can open the Bible, but the Bible is still closed to you. So the man says, how can I understand unless, except there is a man to explain to me. And the Bible says, beginning at that scripture. He explained Christ. And that's why the gentleman says, now he had understanding. The gentleman says, oh, there is water. Please baptize me. How could he arrive to that decision if Philip did not explain to him? So let me say this to men as we gather today. Your faith will never grow if you have no respect in the man God has sent to you. Faith does not just come by hearing because you cannot hear the word if you do not respect the messenger God has brought to you. So Jesus says, from now onwards, you will not see me. You will not see me. You will not have revelation of me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So I said to you, many men are struggling today because most men are out of alignment. So my, my talk today is to bring us into alignment. Because once you are in alignment with the word of God. Come on. Let's, let me show you. I, was, I think we were together today in the spirit. Because this is what I was sharing. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. How many of you know that the word of God is the mind of God? And if Christ is the word of God, then Christ is the mind of God. So God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So initially man proceeds from God. He comes from God. What is your definition of man? This is a dialogue. Come on, let's talk. Let's look at how do people define a man today? Anybody? Anybody? What's the definition of a man? They are men and they are men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> what is your understanding of a man? We are all men. Let's yes, talk. Yes. Let's talk. Today's going to be a dialogue. It's going to be really cool. Let's hear definition of a man. Who is a man? Because we have to to look at the pressure being brought on this man. Good evening. Uh Uh, My name is Luke Perry. Uh, Concerning the definition of man, I'd say a man is a person who was made in the image of God or created in the image of God uh, to be the priest, to be the provider, to be the protector or the home and the environment that God has given us. Say that again. The last one, I like the last one. And the environment that uh, he has put around us. Wow. Okay, I like that one. But I can tell you, Mr. Luke Peary has been in church for a long time. (laughs) His definition of a man is typical Pentecostal. (laughs) I hope I can have some real, real guys who have just been in the world. Anybody who can give us... Luke has done very well. Let's give him a big hand. He's he's born again. (laughs) He should have been the last one to give me that definition. <laughs> Anybody? How do people generally define
0: among your peers at work, who is a man? What we see today in our society as a, a definition of a man is mm-hmm. a person who has uh, a number of businesses here and there that is working out. Uh-huh. He has uh, a money and uh, sometimes even goes out of the confines of home to find pleasure. That's a man. Uh, out there, a, uh-huh. a, a buyer.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, come on, come on, come on, let's be real. Uh, See, so when you define that, how many cars did Adam have when God created him? How many cars? How many houses did he have? But he's called man in the image and likeness of God. So we better be very careful when we define man because man was not created. Man did not create himself. I think the great man called Miles Monroe used to say things like this. The purpose of a thing is not in a thing itself. The purpose of a thing is in the mind of the one who created the thing. So we cannot get definitions of a man. Sorry. From The United Nations, they cannot give us a definition of man. I'm sorry. The International Labor Organization cannot give us the definition of man because those guys did not create man. If you want to find the purpose of a thing, go to the one who made the thing. So you and me cannot give each other definitions. Who are you, man? I am man. I am man. No, you can't do that. We need to go to the manufacturer's handbook. The manual. God is such a, an intelligent being. When he created us, he also gave us a manual. Amen. A handy book called the Bible. You know when you buy something and you don't read the manual? <laughs> Disaster. Hello. Disaster. Try to drive a car without reading the manual. This is why we need men like these guys here in government. This is why we need men in United Nations, men who are in the image and likeness of God. Amen. This is what we are trying to talk about today. And I hope you'll be blessed. You know, you used to sing that song as we gather May spirit work within us. That's what I'm praying today. Knowing well. That our. As our hearts begin to worship. To to hear God. We will be blessed. Said to your neighbor. Just because you came. You are blessed. uh... (laughs) That's why the Bible says. Do not neglect. The gathering. So the word of God, doctrine, is food. I feel that the church for a long time has been feeding on expired food. And so we have men. Look at what the Bible says. For the word that God speaks is what? Is alive and full of power. What does that mean? Making it what? I pray that after this, some men will be activated. I I tell you the truth, that the word of God, now we are men here. It means it can even make a man who had no erection to have erection. That's active there. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. No, I didn't expect that one. Some of your women are worried. Because we, we, remember one of the things we're gonna be talking about is sexual purity, all this pressure. This, you see, especially the older you become, mm-hmm. if you don't know to take care of yourself, there'll be pressure on you mm-hmm. to perform in the bedroom. One of the signs of a good man is that a good man, I'm going ahead of myself, does not have sex to satisfy himself. A real man has sex to satisfy the wife. It takes skill to do that. Thank you for that one, amen. Because my brothers, if you are not satisfied sexually in your home, Mm -hmm. listen to me. This issue of sexual pressure is a psychological thing. Sex with a small girl, fat girl, brown girl is sex. It's not the color and the weight and the, the features of the girl that makes sex great. It's all in your mind.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: right. Okay, we're coming to that. I like the silence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but we're going to combine these things eh? because the word of God is going to address because you see, when the word of God spoken by God, look at this, it's full of power. Meaning what? It makes it what? Active, operative, energizing, and effective. You cannot be under a, a, a right word without being effective in every area of your life. It's sharper than an end to end sword penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life soul and the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature exposing sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our heart mm. that's how powerful the Word of God is. Amen. So when a man is brought back into alignment with God's original purpose and mandate, this man can handle any pressure. That's right. You don't have to go outside the confines of your home. And even if you did that, there is grace for you to come back and make things right. The word of God, it doesn't really matter. Even if you made mistakes last week, even last night. When you expose your life to the word of God, the word of God is about to restore you and bring you back to the original intention. So nobody should be under guilt here. As long as you're breathing, there is hope for you. Set your neighbor, there is hope for you. So man, let's make a definition now. Man, see, we said man today is under pressure. There is pressure on a man today being put on him in terms of how to bring out your family. Sexual purity, financial independence, the struggles that man have, how about the issues of mentorship and the attainment of significance? How do you bring an impact in your home socially and the environment where God puts you? Let me tell you, that's pressure. That's pressure. Now, not everyone, not every male is a man. Please understand that. There's a difference between being male and man. Can we clarify that? eh? Just because you are a male doesn't mean you are a man. The term man speaks of maturity. And you know, the question we need to answer today is who is today's man? Who is today's man? Now I have a privilege of coming from both centuries, <laughs> in the 19th and the 20th. That's a privilege; it's rare. So I know a little bit about the background. Today's man, when we were growing up, there was no internet, nothing. We used we used to make mawaya. Momotoka mawaya. Okay, and. Uh, When we played, we didn't have computers. So that's why some of us up to now still struggle with technology. Please understand us. We are coming from the other world into another world. (laughs) Born before computers. That's not an excuse not to change, but it's a challenge. But like I said, the definition of a man must be understood from God's perspective. The, the word perspective talks about the original concept, the original idea. Because concept must be gotten from the manufacturer. Let's look at man and male. In Genesis 1 26, because I have to bear. We cannot do justice to this pressure if we don't understand why God made man. How did God make man? For what reason? Because most of us men are allowing the world to give us definition. So some of the pressures we're having is because we want to catch up with the Joneses. Because that's why people are stealing today. People are, are doing all kinds of things to become a man. Is it true that you're a man when you're five women? Does that prove that you're a man? In Genesis 1, 26, God said, that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us make mankind in our image after our likeness. And let, Look at the purpose. Let them have what? Complete what? Not some authority, but what? Complete authority over the fish of the sea. Now, Now, how many of you know already that God is talking about industries right there? Bishop, there's something I'm writing. I'm calling it the theology of work. We need to get back to the theology of work. Do you know that God is introduced as a worker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first thing you see about God is working. Creating is what? Working. This is before Genesis 3. One of my sons who is here today does a good job. On defining man he says there's a difference between the Genesis 1 and 2 man and the Genesis 3 man the the, the Genesis 3 man was not God's original purpose the man God made was Genesis 1 and 2 by the way that's your life anything else that comes after Genesis 1 and 2 was not God's original plan including all the Bible. The Bible was just supposed to end between Genesis 1 and 2. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very serious because anything that comes after Genesis 2 was as a result of sin. Not to one. one. Jeremiah was not supposed to be there. Exodus was not supposed to be there. (laughs) Uh, Leviticus, the most confused, that's why the books are confused because God never intended us to go that route, by the way. This is why you need to understand that if you don't understand Genesis 1 and 2, you'll never understand the Bible. God's original man was Genesis 1 and 2. After Adam fell, that was not God's plan. Anyway, he says, let him have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, you can include now, the other birds got planes now. Come on, you know that a plane is a bird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got two wings and a tail and two eyes. Come on, come on. That's how the brothers created the, you know those brothers, what are they called? What are they? The right brothers, they saw, the birds taking off and landing.
0: That's right.
1: These guys understood Genesis one twenty six. Those are the kind of men we need now. Men who can be creative mm-hmm. over the seas of the and the birds of the air. Let them tame the beasts. And over all the earth, come on, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27 says, so God created what? Come on, man in his own image and in the image and likeness of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Please, you must understand that's why when you don't behave as a man, your wife is upset. Because originally she was in you before she was taken out of you. That's right. Come on. That's why women always say like when things are not working, <laughs> they are not asking for a man with the trousers. No, that statement, don't get upset. All oh, the woman is saying, hey, you are not you are not living the way you are supposed to live. There is much more you can do than just have... That's why it's a disappointment when you can have sex for three minutes six seconds, and then you sleep. The woman's like, I've not even started. What's wrong with you? She may not say it, but deep down her heart, she's fainting (laughs) to be forewarned to be forearmed. So, That's why in Genesis chapter 2, look at this, verse 5 and 4, and 5. Let me show you this. I'm still defining man. What does it mean to be in the image and likeness of God? It means man was created to think, act, and behave the way God does.
2: That's
1: right. That's a man. You are not a man unless you are in the image and likeness of God. That's why when Adam lost the image, when he sinned, he lost the image and likeness of God. God had to send the second Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come and restore the image and likeness of God. So for man to bear all the pressures, again, the pressures we are talking about, he needs to come back into the image and likeness. And that image and likeness is in the DNA called the word of God. That's
2: right. Oh, my. Amen.
1: Oh, man. Come on. That's why men must go back to the word of God. Absolutely. There's no other way. We need to get back to the word of God. We need to bring back the word of God in our homes. The Bible says, when no plant, look at this, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, And no herb of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not yet caused it to do what? To rain upon the earth. Now, check this out. Now, do you know that in the Bible, rain is a picture of the word of God. As the rain comes from, from above to water the earth and cause it to what? To spring and bud, so is my word. The word of God is consistently pictured as the word of God. This is powerful. You know that the whole whole earth is sustained by the water. Do you know that your body needs a lot of water for you to be healthy? Because you are the earth. Mm -hmm. Because you came from the earth. You've got lime inside of you. There is lime in the earth. Come on. Since water is... is, For you to be sustained, you need the word of God. Which is water. Mm. Even for coronavirus, (laughs) you need to wash your hands. Ah, come on. It's no accident that God constantly pictures the word of God as water. Because water is, can sustain. You know that you can live on water. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes, yes. So now you understand why the Bible says, he shall be like a tree. The human being is not a tree, but he's likened. That's a similitude. He shall be like a tree planted where? By no, 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 by the river. By the rivers of water. Come on. Now, what is a river? The river is not water. Come on, come on. A river is a channel that carries water. Blessed is the man. This man, who is like a tree, planted by the river. Oh, come on. The river is not water. The river is a channel that carries water. Now, how do we apply that? Your pastor is not the word. Your pastor is the channel that carries the water. If you are close to your pastor who brings the word of God, you will be blessed. How close are you to your pastor? Man. How far are you? The further you are away from your pastor, the further your roots are away from the water. Men, do you want to be sustained? When your pastor calls for a Bible study, close When there's a conference like this, you switch off Man United because Man United will not help you when pressure comes on you. Man shall not live by bread, entertainment, You need the word. But there's a channel. Through which water is passed to you. And your roots must be close to that channel. See man is struggling today. Because he has not followed the alignment. The purpose of God. Man was meant to be alive. Listen. If you take fish out of water. What happened to the fish? Take the plant out of the ground. What happens to the tree? Take man out of the presence of God, he dies. So we have a lot of men running after money, but they don't run after the word of God. You can have all kinds of cars. I mean, ask Mike Tyson. He was the greatest guy, but today he's broke. Why? No word. Come on, men. Come on, man! You want to handle those pressures? Yeah. God help us! Yeah. We've got men today that can watch TV from eight hours to twenty-four hours, but they cannot do a Bible study in the home. Mm. And you want to handle the pressure? Church needs to get back.
2: That's right.
1: These are things that are challenging me myself, pastor. How close, how close are you to the, to the man of God? <clears throat> I know people are abusing this thing. I know I'm aware of that. But that does not mean, you see, because God's way, he, God calls it the foolishness of preaching. Mm. Your best asset in your life is a man sent from God for you. Because one word from a man of God who actually preaches the word of God can change and turn around your fortunes just like that. So now I teach people. Take care of your past and you take care of the church. Your best asset in the church is not buildings. If things go wrong with this guy and his wife, this church is doomed. I thank God that God has put men around me in my church. Believe you me, these men are tough. They protect me. This guy's bishop talk to me even when it hates me. I'm very grateful. My ministry would have ended if I did not have men like that. There are not yes men around me. They pick up signals and they warn me before I do stupid things. And today, I'm glad to have men like that.
2: I'm
1: talking about having sons who can even the weakness of their father. You're talking about mentorship? I'm going to come to that. I believe not every mentor is a father. We have a lot of mentors, but we have few fathers, few fathers. But a father can both father you and mentor you. Mm-hmm. That's why Paul says to the Corinthians, you have many, many guardians. guardians, but you don't have many fathers. The need today is to have sons who mature and become fathers. Mm. Because the father is simply a mature son. Mm. That's a man. And you can't grow without the word of God. For the Lord had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth Why? See that? There was no man to do what? Wow. So God does not send blessings if there is no man to handle the blessings. Wow. Say this after me. God does not give you what you ask for. He gives you, you he gives you what you can manage. That's a powerful statement. God could not give the rain, the soil, if there was no manager. So, can I say to you a proper man must be a manager? Life is about management. That's very serious. It's called stewardship. That's
2: right.
1: And the word stewardship is the word economy. It's the Greek word economas. And that word economy or economas is made up of two words, oikos and nomas. The doctor is there. He, does, he has done Greek. He will correct me if I'm wrong. The word oikos means family or house. Normas means what? The management of the house. Economy has got to do with management. Our, our economy is in a crisis today because our leaders don't know how to manage the economy. And you know what? No one fathered them to, to lead. Nebuchadnezzar was exactly in the same position that the presidents of this world were. But take one Daniel there. One Daniel. One Daniel in the image and likeness of God. That Daniel does not blame the president. That Daniel interprets the dream of the president. The church must be a solution giver, not accusing the president. That president needs a Daniel. Mm -hmm. When Pharaoh is confused, one guy called Joseph in the image and likeness of God interprets the dreams and gives him a bankable project. And guess what? He becomes number two to the president. We need to produce men who are like Daniels and Josephs. That's
0: right.
1: that when we need to have people like Nehemiah. Proximity next to the leader should be able... Men in the image and likeness of God should be able to... When pressure comes upon you... Pressure does not kill you. Actually, pressure makes you. Because if there is no pressure like Goliath, there is no David. So while people are running away from Goliath, I mean, do you see this guy coming up? Give me a man. Goliath from morning and evening, he would stand up and say, all right, guys, give me a man. Now, there were other men there in warfare garments Come on. I want to show you something here. I want to tackle these pressures, then we can discuss it. Yeah. I hope I can write the Goliath somewhere and show you what it means. Because Goliath is a giant. Mm-hmm. Huh? Come on, Goliath is what? Yeah. And what's the definition of a giant? How, who is a giant? How is a giant made up? He's a mass of flesh. Come on. The giant has got what? Your biggest problem is not the devil, it's the flesh. Mm. Goliath is a picture of the systems and the pressures we are talking about sexual pressure, how to become a man, significance. So there's this flesh rising up every day, challenging the church. Hey, church, can you give me a man? To overcome me. Hello? The system of this world. I want to tell you, my brothers. We're going to go back to this man called Adam. If you look at when God created him, he put him in the Garden of Eden, which means the presence of God, the pressure of God. And in that very place, there were four rivers that were created to support one man. How many rivers? Oh. And I would, we will go through the names of those rivers, God willing. Now, why should one man be supported by four rivers? Man, one stream income cannot sustain you. Hmm. Adam needed four streams of income. That was before you fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before the fall, yeah. Before the, fall yeah, yeah. the guy needed four streams How about after the fall You need more than one job Remember there's a difference between work and jobs eh? mm-hmm. The theology of work Is different from a job See many people are looking for jobs And there are very few jobs But there's a lot of work out there
2: yeah. That's right.
1: Come on people Can I say this to you No man gets rich by working for someone else. I don't care how long you work. You talk about security in government. Well, after 65 years, your security will come to an end. How are you going to survive? If you cannot survive today on one salary, what's going to happen when you are retired? So most of the pressures we are talking about is this cool thing called dunks. <laughs> Brothers, let me tell you the truth is this. The truth is this. If you just had extra income, a little bit of extra, half of your problems will be sorted out with your wife. I know you don't believe me, but I'm telling you, you need extra income to sort out some problems. I know some of you believe money is nothing. I've heard people say, yeah, money is not everything. I agree with you, but money can help you sort out some few things. (laughs) I know it's not everything, but (laughs) according to Solomon, money answers. In heaven, prayer answers all things. But on earth, Money, Money. answers, all things. Hmm. Very few pastors. That's why I always thank God for PLG. All of us have our root there. That's why we look up to this. You see, there are churches and churches. I strongly believe North Mid is a fathering church. I'm not saying that to bluff you. You must understand why you are here as men. This is a fathering church. You can go to most all the churches. Everybody pastor. There is no church that sets a standard in terms of music and present and worship than this church in this country. Mm. And you just want to come and sit here. Mm. Mm. This is a fathering church. Yeah. Mm. So you guys must up your game.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The men here must be examples. That's right. This church, I mean, if you look at your pastor, He's a man of influence. Now you cannot have a grace like this one sit here and you become a kawayawa. Something is wrong with you. I mean, I was I was preaching in America in a very big church. They didn't know me. Remember those guys? They had to phone him to check me out. <laughs> and I said, I said, "What's up with this guy? I'm in mean, America. They have to find from Joshua." He was there after I preached and asked him, do you know Eddie? You can imagine if he spoke. (laughs) (laughs) He picked up the phone and said, oh, I was in this church and they asked me about you and he spoke well of me. So now my message was compounded by his testimony. They are men and they are men. What kind of a man are you? Hey, this church, come on guys, forget about the building. You must understand the mandate of this church. You cannot just preach anything anymore. This, I mean, why should men like him from, do you know that you guys in this church, you literally run the economy of this country, but you don't know. You don't know, you have no clue because to you, it's church as usual, praise and worship. Ha, 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 ha. There's more to this church than singing. Mm. I have always told people, if this church really stands up, to which I believe is going to stand up, it can produce Daniels. Yeah. Bishop doesn't have to be in politics, but it can produce sons right. who will have an influence in politics. Right. But these sons, they must be Rewired and realigned to the word of God. God. So it's not an accident that you are back discussing the power of the word of God.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: That's why genuine apostles are not impressed with the attendance. When apostles come in your church, they come to correct doctrine. Because when doctrine is wrong, people's behavior is wrong. So I'm looking forward to a day when we shall fill up this whole place with men. Mm. That's why I told my guys when I got there, I said, listen, forget about North Mid and Lifeline. We are one body. Amen. And it's time to start practicing that. Mm. Can you imagine the scenage we can bring to the nation yeah. when men function in the image and likeness of God? Oh, God. It shall come to pass. Amen. When the church is established that the heathens who now come to the church say, hey, show us the ways of God and the patterns of God. But men need to know how to rise and get back. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the issue of man Man was given work before he was given a wife. This is the theology of work. Do you know that? Notice that God created the environment. Somebody was talking about the environment. God created the environment for man before man was formed. Man had to be aligned with God's order. The Bible says there was no man to do what? To till. That, that, that the ground means to work the ground. What is to work? What is to work? To save, to colonize, to subject, to dress. That's why you are called a husband. A husband is, that's why it's called a groom. You know what it means, a groom? Listen. Your wife was given to you by God to groom her.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: Huh? Like the guy who cuts the edge. The Anything you don't like from your wife, don't insult her. You are to groom her. Yeah. You are the bridegroom. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That means the reflection. Your family reflects your wisdom or your stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not insulting it's a reality reality. the family in the Bible is called a house Mm -hmm. come on Mm -hmm. the family is called what? house now Mm -hmm. the Bible says the glory of the house the house is not glorified but the one who builds the house gets the glory that's right that is there is no excellence here If excellence is not in the heart of Joshua Banda. That means all the men must get close to the man of God to help him. And in helping him, you get helped. You can never be a man if you are not fathered. That's what I was trying to come to. That's why in the Old Testament... Every family was headed by a father. And so when we talk about work, it means, to work means to execute. Somebody say execute. Executive. That's why you get the word executive. That's right. Aha. Uh-huh. You are not an executive. Executive is not a title. It's a functionality. That's right. Executive is not driving a a Mercedes Benz and say, well, executive." No, what are you executing?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: That's why when you don't execute, they fire you.
2: Mm. That's
1: right. When the company is going down, it means you are not executing. Mm -hmm. So man was governed to execute. Say, I'm an executor. executor. (laughs) Oh, you are an executive. Mm -hmm. The executive. The lawyers legislate, but somebody must implement. So, in the eyes of God, man was to execute the purposes of God in the earth. Yeah. Hey. Oh, Jesus. oh my Lord! So you are not a man because you have wear trousers. You are not a man in the eyes of God because you have your father seven seven children. You've got two more girlfriends. That's not being a man. No, no, no. A true man is an executor. So the pressures we are talking about does not come to kill you. I want you to understand. Sexual temptations, pressure to be of significance, all these things are just coming to test you on how you have been made as a man. Mm. Mm. So thank God for pressure. Say to your neighbor, thank God for pressure. <laughs> That's why men do not run away from pressure. Real men face pressure. That's right. Hey, hey, champions don't quit. We are not quitters. Eh? So the pressure being put on man is because the world and the earth is saying we need a man. Now, you cannot be a man again, like I said, unless you are made in the image and likeness of God. And that is found where? In the word. So let's go. What are we calling pressure? What pressures are being brought on a man? Let's talk about it now. Because I'm going to go back before I conclude. What pressure? Let's look at it. What pressure are we afraid? Because I think today we all came, we are like little boys. There is too much pressure on a man. Come on, you need pressure as a man.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on, you need pressure as a man. Yeah, yeah. Because pressure reveals who you are. Mm-hmm. By the way, you never know how to test the oranges tests unless you squeeze it. You need pressure to squeeze. Until you are squeezed, you'll never know that you're a man. Hmm. I don't think that's the message you are looking for. Come on. We need some few supermen back in the home. Hmm. We need some men who can say, all right, there is pressure here. I'm going to fix it. That's right. That's why you find, you know, when my wife was still alive, I would be out of the country. And when I come, she says, Whoosh, the Lunzagon. <laughs> you mean you were not sleeping when I went? No, I was sleeping. But as long as there is no voice of a man, there's no safety. I hope when you arrive home, some pressure will leave your wife. Some of us, when we go, we take pressure. <laughs> to the home. You are the man. You cannot say, No electricity has been cut, there's no water, and And then you say, can't you see that I'm also under pressure? (laughs) What are you doing under pressure? As a man, you're supposed to be above pressure.
2: That's
1: right. That pressure you're talking to me, Man was made for significance. Come on, come on. Man was made to solve problems. Are there some problems in your home? Someone, that's why you find that women, even if they make money, they want your money. (laughs) They may even be getting more paid than you. But once you give her your money, she feels like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) now some of you don't understand that that's a blessing. Now you complain. Every time you're asking for money, who should she ask? (laughs) Because a a, a question, no, the man today has too much pressure. No, he actually has less pressure. Man today needs more pressure Uh to reveal him, to make a difference. There's a separation between boys and men. Mm. When there's a crisis at home, Men should not say sins You know some of you men behave like babies When you differ with your wives That's when you call yourself even in a sleep like this That's not a man That's a boy Too short tempered What kind of a man are you That's why your wife talks to the garden boy Not you Because the garden boy is a man And you are a boy you must be worried when the wife is always talking to the security guard and not you. <laughs> the security guard is sitting there and your wife is sitting and they are chatting and you are coming from work. You must be worried. <laughs> Somebody say pressure.
2: pressure. Makes, me. Makes me. Amen.
1: Pressure does not come to kill you. Pressure comes to reveal what you are made of. Now, when you are in the image and likeness, all right, brothers, before I conclude, let's talk about pressure. What pressure do you think is being put on today's man? Then we can look at the word. What pressure? Today's man. Pressure. Ah, yeah, 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 Come on. Pressure. So you want us to give excuses so that today's man... Should have no pressure. pressure. Then we'll have no need for men. A man must be able to sort the things at home.
2: That's
1: That's why, while you are thinking, because you're not giving me answers, put for me Proverbs 24. You cannot say there's no job. Look for work. There are very few jobs, but there's a lot of work out there. I love the Nigerians, my brothers. A Nigerian can be a doctor in the day or in the night is working, operating on people. In the evening, he's selling fufu on the road. A doctor. Listen to me. 50 kwacha is 50 kwacha, whether I got it by selling maize or in the office, it's 50 kwacha. The problem is you don't understand Management Proverbs 24. Huh? Everybody say life is about management. Come on, management. come on, life is about management. Say that again. So, when God gives you your children, you must know how to manage them. When God gives you a car, you must know how to manage it. When God gives you life, you must know how to manage life. Mm-hmm. You know that you can be misfired, you can be fired for mismanagement. How are you stewarding your wife? Some of us don't even know. Okay, yeah. Okay? Some of us don't even know how much money our wives spend on cooking oil. You know this idea of allowing your children playing around with tissue in the house? Hello, daddy. Hello. And the tissue is going around. That's money that chap is wasting. (laughs)
3: That's
1: right. That child is mismanaging
2: tissue paper.
0: That's right.
1: When man is back in the image of God, he will know how to manage time, how to manage resources, how to manage a family, how to manage sex, how to ma- The greatest management is self-management. Yeah. So listen, the Bible says, be not envious of evil men or desire to be with them. That word evil, can you give me King James, King James Version, please, quickly? I want to show you some things here about management. Be not, be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. For their hearts studdeth destruction and their lips talk of mischief. Now look at this. Come on. These are, if I can leave anything with you men, this is it. Let me leave you these things that are going to help you to handle pressure. Whatever thing we are talking about here. The Bible says, through wisdom is a house built. So, number one, say wisdom Wisdom. builds a house. house. Wisdom does what? Now, how many of you know that Christ is the wisdom of God? Hello. Christ is what? The wisdom and the power of God. Then, by understanding, the house is what? Okay. All right. All right. So, when you build a house, you need it to be what? Established. And what establishes the house? Understanding. So somebody say wisdom. Wisdom. Understanding. Now these are principles that are going to help you deal with any kind of pressure put on you. Wisdom builds a house. That word build is the word banner. And the word banner comes from the word Ben. And the word Ben is the word son. So this church, for example, is going to be a strong church, it must be built on the principle of sonship, not just followers. Because God has put a spiritual father here. That's why. Come on. Listen to me. Do you want to study your church? Study the life of your pastor and the wife. You've never heard Ryan being caught in riot. You've never heard Ryan, that Ryan has fought. I mean, you know, Bishop's children, Now, that's not an accident to produce. In in a world where there's pressure on family, pressure on, how did this man come up with a family like that? They're not angels, but they're not caught in trouble. Wisdom. Understanding. Look at the third principle. And by knowledge, what happens? Chambers or rooms in the house will be filled with precious and pleasant. Riches. Wow. The chambers in the house are your sons. The chambers in this church are your members. So, say knowledge, knowledge. understanding, understanding. Wisdom. Wisdom. wisdom will help you handle, deal with all those pressures we are talking about. Because in one day we cannot deal with all those things. So, you need knowledge. What is knowledge? The acquiring of what? Of facts. There are things you need to know as a man. Oh. Hello? There are just things you need to know as a man about you as a man. What makes you? You need knowledge. There are things you need to know about your wife. There are things you need to know about your church. There are things you need to know about your children. You see, most men don't even know where their girls are. You get shocked when your girl is pregnant. And then you say to your wife, What happened? I I thought we say a man is the head. Come on, talk to me. The man is what? The head of what? Are we really sure? What does that mean? Definitions. Let's look. What is in the head? The brain. That means the man must what? Must think. You know, there are guys in trousers but they don't think. (laughs) Thinking You need to stop. This is the year 2020. Yes. In our church, we are not celebrating 2020. You know that 2020 is the beginning of a decade. That's right. That's right. So for us in our church, we're not planning for 2021. No, no, no. We are planning 10 years from now. Where will our church be 10 years from now? That requires thinking. That's right. Do you know how many things have changed? In 10 years, a lot of things will change. There will be new buildings in Osaka. There will be new invasions in the world. Come
3: on. That's right.
1: So what are you celebrating? What 2020 is about clarity? 2020 is about sight. Vision. For the next 10 years. So we need men who have knowledge. Come on. You know, my brother, my brothers, I will tell you, this church is a fathering church. Do you know that this church can run its own minds? You guys have got everybody. That's right. You've got accountants. You've got lawyers. You know this church can run its own hospital. You've proven it already by running that school. Yeah. Let's push it to a university now. Yeah. Where we educate beyond the desk. Come on. That's right. That requires knowledge and thinking. That's
2: right.
1: God is able to do. How? Exceedingly. How? Abundantly. How? Above. All oh, that we, we are very good to ask. Oh, all the church knows is asking. All that is able to ask. But how about the next verse? It's about to do above all we think. The church is good at thinking. But we have no think tanks. Bishop, you better have a think tank in this church. We need lawyers. That's why they're in our churches. We need doctors. That's why in our churches. Come on. Let's not make everybody a pastor. That's the problem. Hi. Everybody thinks full, full time is to be a pastor. So we take lawyers and doctors and make them pastors and then we are broke. Come on, you are here to think. That's right. Then after knowledge is what? Understanding. That's yes, why understanding. Mm-hmm. There are certain things you need to understand when you are 30 years old, when you are 60 years, when you are 50 years, you cannot be overweight, you not performing in, in, in bed. You, you don't need to come to me and pray for me, pastor, things are not working in the bed. No. You are overweight. Somebody say understanding. Understanding Understanding means what? Comprehension. The knowledge you have, you must comprehend it. There are certain things you need to comprehend about a woman, about a job, about business. Comprehend. You see that there's no sex there. Huh? There's no sex there.
2: There
1: are only three principles: knowledge, wisdom. And understand it. There's no sex there. Mm-hmm. You can have great sex. Actually, what you call great sex is lack of understanding. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are following Hollywood. And some of us men are even you know the pressure of pornography. No, you are stupid, you have no knowledge. You know that pornography you watch for one hour is not made in one hour. They make it for three months, then they compress it. And you sit there watching people having sex with one another to boost yourself. No, 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 no. That thing is like a drug. You lack knowledge. You lack understanding about sexuality. That's why we are talking about this sexual purity. The pressure is that the information is being gotten from movies instead of the word of God. Somebody say knowledge.
3: Knowledge.
1: Understanding.
3: Understanding. Wisdom. Wisdom.
1: What is wisdom? the application of knowledge and understanding acquired. These are principles that can help you understand and go through any kind of pressure. When you have knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, it's not possible to divorce your wife. It's not possible. You need the knowledge and understanding of the word of God. When you apply, you can never go wrong. I'm telling you, every time I've moved out from the word of God, I start losing. Every time I come back into alignment, I start winning. So, men, here are the things I'm leaving with you. Some said knowledge, knowledge. Understanding.
0: understanding.
1: Wisdom. wisdom. Knowledge, you acquire information. Understanding, you comprehend the information. And when you get those two and you apply what you know and understand, that thing can make you excel in every area of your life. That's, right. That's, right. That's what they do in engineering. That's what they do in chemistry. That's what, they use this principle, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. The worldly people use our principles in the word of God. And here we are, we are talking about pressure. You know that the, a car cannot move without pressure. Do you know how much pressure there is in an engine? That's why you need oil. Hey. Which is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Brother, with the Holy Spirit in your life, you can handle any pressure. Mm. The word of God and the Holy Spirit, wow. there's no pressure you can't handle. So, we need to take man back to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. That's right. He can handle any pressure. Because the Spirit of God can give you self control.
0: That's right.
1: The fruit of the Spirit. But the the fruit of the Spirit will not be outside the Word of God. Mm. So, the Word and the Spirit, isn't that what this church is made up of? Word and Spirit. Spirit and Word bring what? Life. What is life? Remember that word we brought? Hebrews chapter 2, chapter 4? The word of God is able to bring life. Energy. Creativity. Solving problems. Effectiveness. Wow. Wow. This has nothing to do with the age. When you come back to the spirit and the word. That's why even Abraham and mother Sarah... At 100 years old, they were able to give birth. Mm. Why? When you obey the word of God, the word of God brings energy in your life. Hey, come on brothers, let's get back to the word of God. Let's love the word of God again. We need those days. When you had the service at 7 o'clock, you were here at quarter to 7. Remember those days? Now we have to plead for you. The first guys who come early will give them Bibles. Oh, come on,
2: people. (laughs)
1: Incentives. (laughs) Incentives. That's not a man. Those are boys. Boys need incentives. I hope I've done justice a little bit. I just came to throw some thoughts. To do this, you need to be fathered. No money can be an effective man if he's not under another man. And in this church, your pastor, and I've known them for many years, Ishop and Gladys, they are not perfect, but one thing you cannot fault them: through it all, they have kept their marriage strong. That grace can come upon you. I would rather be a man, I would rather be under a man like that, than girls who speak good English but they can't keep their marriage. So your greatest assets as a man if you can forget everything stay under the channel through which the word of God comes to you. Because the word that is preached in this church can bring life to you. It can change your family. It can change your economy. It can deal with your sexual impurities. There is nothing outside the word of God. I cannot lie to you. Everything we are talking about is locked up in the word of God. Mm, that's right. And Christ. Is the word of God. Amen. That's why. No one has preached to you. Unless they have explained Christ to you. You see. We are not looking for deliverance. We are looking for the deliverer. Your salvation is in Christ. Your deliverance is in Christ. Your healing is in Christ. Your prosperity is in Christ. Your strength is in Christ. If I can give you strength, I can give you strength. I can only give you Christ. Because in Christ, you are more than a conqueror. In Christ, you are justified. In Christ, you are sanctified. In Christ, you are strong. That's why Christ must be formed in you. And once Christ is formed in you, there's no pressure you cannot take. When you have got Christ, you can do all things through Him who strengthens you. Brothers, your good days are about to come. I said, the best days are yet to come. Do not be afraid of pressure. For such you were saved. Some men need to see you go through pressure. So that you can be an expression of the image and likeness of God. Let me take a few questions. I'm exactly on time. I was watching it. Because that's what a man does. You must keep time.
2: Good evening, sir. And good evening, good evening sir. everybody. Yeah. Um, my question is over um, you spoke the aspect of mentorship.
1: Mentorship, yeah. Yes, mentorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Because I feel like yes, we have so many teachers, mm-hmm. but few fathers mm-hmm. as you are. I've caught it. As a young man, I've always had this question in my mind: to say, who trains a boy in becoming a man? A man. Wow, good question. Because all the time, a man has to figure out on how to become a man. When? Okay. I am so sorry to give this an example. No, that's no, fine. That's fine. It's okay, Jeff. Of a lady, because ladies have. People or girls have other women who train them. Who train them on Mm. how to become ladies, on how to approach life, and everything. So, me, my biggest question is: Who trains a boy into a man? Okay. And why does a boy have to figure it out on how to become a man? Wow! Thank you. Powerful.
1: Come on, the wisdom is in this house. What sayest thou? I'm not the guy with what we have taught. Now let's look at it. Yeah.
0: Let me attempt to answer that question. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'll try and answer it in simple terms. You're talking about uh, girls being uh, trained by women. My name is. Uh, Angela Smovita. Yes, I'm uh, trying to respond to Jeff's uh, question on uh, the issue of uh, girls being, uh, or ladies being taught by women and men, and boys not having the men to teach them. I'm trying to see this within the confines of my home, within the confines of my society. I tend to think because, I'll just be practical here. I tend to think it's because of the uh, biological problems that girls go through of menstruation and all, that a girl will get to a point of crying, of pain, that somebody has to run over to go and see what to do. Unfortunately, there is no prescription that is given to a girl when she is undergoing a menstruation. There is no panado, there is no aspirin other than a mother coming alongside to come and speak to this girl what to do and or even possibly ask for permission from the teacher. Eventually the closeness is built. But I think because, I don't know, I, I, I never felt any pain on my body or anything when I was going from a boy going through the process of puberty to who I am today. And I think that did not necessitate me following after somebody. Until I walked into this church, I've been a member of this church from 1988. Until I walked into this church, that's when I started learning to say, look, you can't just grow up from a boy into a man. There has to be somebody to teach you. But I think just to answer that question, boys looking for men to teach them and uh, whether we have any, enough mentors to teach, I think uh, I don't need to carry a title of a mentor for me to be a mentor. I see this in my eight year old son. There are days. Weekends like now. When he will ask me daddy. Where are you going? That question carries a lot. In it. It's a sensitive question. That I shouldn't just rush into saying. I'm going to. Uh, a church for a men's meeting. And back. Because this boy wants to. Be with me. And as I am with him in the car, we walk into a supermarket. But I think what is there many times is men, we tend not to be sensitive to realize that right where you are, you need not go to Bible school. You need not go to university for you to be a mentor. But that young man that is right next to you, be it your son, be it your nephew, be it a neighbor, you can be able to mentor them. So I tend to think the dilemma really is... Uh, in the lack of sensitivity to realize that we have the knowledge, we have the wisdom, we have the understanding, we are not just being able to apply it there and then. From me, being alongside him, that's mentorship.
1: Okay. praise God, God bless you. All right, before you come on, for the sake of time, I know, um, let me say this. The, the question is, who is supposed to teach a boy? Every boy is born in a family. The responsibility is the father. That's what that man is doing. Now, that's why I said, see, mentorship and fathering are two different things. We must not confuse them. There is nothing wrong. Every mentor, that's why when you do mentorship, mentorship comes to an end at a certain point. But fathering does not come to an end. So a father can mentor you, but a mentor cannot father you. You must understand that. That's why it's important for us to grow families. That's why even this church must be a family. How many of you know that whether you are young or old, Bishop Banda is your spiritual father in this church. If he's not your spiritual father, you have no right to be here. Now, Bishop Banda has been given grace to father you by the word of God. That's why I was emphasizing that. No one can father you unless they are fathered. For example, my brother was talking about menstrual period. Hey, Let's find out: when you were born in the hospital at home, where was your father? Did your father even get there when you were being born? All right. When you had sexual feeling, because even if you don't have menstrual period, there's a time when you had a wet dream. Who explained to you what that wet dream? Remember when you woke up and the trousers was wet? Remember, all of us go through that. Who did you ask? Who did you ask? What is this? The girls went to their mother, and they explained to them: "You, when you had that that wet dreams, where did you go to learn? You went to your friends. That's right. And what did your friends tell you? Go and sleep with a girl. It's time now. You are a man. You know. When you were young, remember you woke up and your trousers was like this. Something was pulling out. Remember that thing? Uh, Now I'm talking to you now. That thing is up. Who did you tell?" Did you talk to your father? And who is better placed than your father to tell When my son became of age, I took him aside and I said to him, using my life. Because, you know, sometimes we have to teach. Nobody taught me this. So as good as you are listening to me, here's my bad story. I had a child before I was born again. If it were you guys, you would not even call me a pastor today. Thank God for the grace of God. Because my friends influenced me to sleep with a girl. And I only slept with that girl one time, two minutes. There was, I'm telling you, there was nothing now that I know what sex is. That was not even sex that I did. <laughs> but a child was born out of that experience. Guess what? I could not go and talk to my father when I'm having sexual feelings. Because the moment I do that, he went, These are dead, these are dead words, those are debt games. Now, if you cannot ask your father, who can you ask? So when I got born again, the wisdom of God through help, now my son, I started telling them, you know, remember that brother of yours? He was born out of wedlock and I apologize. I had to apologize to my kids because they were asking me, how come our brother is on the wedding and we are not there? Now God has forgiven me, but the consequences still follow me. Now, I have to take that lesson and teach to my son, you cannot do what I did while I was outside Christ. Now that you are 18 years, you are 17 years now, how are you? We took a walk and I was teaching them. Now, up to now, my girls, even my girls, we talk to them about these issues. Because the best place to learn from is from home. Your pastor teaches you. He fathers you You take the message that your pastor fathers you You train your child Train your child in the ways. It's the responsibility of the parent The father to train the son To become a man But you cannot do that If you are not fathered by your spiritual father That's why in the church We talk things You see what I'm talking now In the natural Can you talk like this the way I'm talking that's why God gives you Pastor Banda, so that now he can address spiritual matters and scientific matters. Thank God for the guys who came from the Ministry of Health. Now they, this Corona thing, we need people to come and talk to us because some people are saying, "Let's go and pray." This does not why we pray. We need practical things. That's right. There was Corona, and the prophet rose up in this country, say, "He, if you stop us from praying, the Lord will remove you from the process. I said, "That's stupidity." Corona can hit you in church. It's transmitted by greeting. That's why we are greeting each other like this. Again, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. <laughs> it's the responsibility of father and mother to train up the children. That's right. It was a hand there quickly, my brother. Eh? So you come to church. Say, we come to church, come to, church. to be fathered. So that we can father our families. Yeah. So when you are disobedient, you don't come to the Bible study, you don't come to the prayer meeting. Don't be surprised when your children don't submit to you. Because if you don't submit, who will submit to you?
3: So I, I think I just wanted to add my, my, my two bits, uh, two bobs worth of, uh, to the question. Um, I think I've come across, my name is Mwewa Vesa. Uh, I've come across a lot of uh, young men. Uh, I'm involved in youth mentorship. Uh, we we run the, the, the creating the future I'm vice uh, chairman Tutsi Bambakanama, okay. where we do the annual conferences in terms of mentoring the youth. Ah. Uh, but one thing that is going on in this country is that there's a lot of mentoring that is going on on the girl child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I took very I took his I was very personal about his question. Uh, and I think the challenge we need to, in as much as it is important for parents to mentor their children uh, not all the people that the young men that we come across have their parents some of them don't have their fathers mm, mm. Uh, and therefore i think as a body of christ this is a responsibility yeah. That, yeah. that we need to be able to Absolutely. take up and be a little bit more deliberate and just make sure that we create the environment where we're able to mentor the youths i i speak to youths on a one-to-one basis i've got a good number of uh, youths that are mentoring uh, young men uh, that are mentoring. I've been talking to a friend of mine, uh, Norena, who runs Coupe, which is a female's mentoring uh, platform. But I think there's a void when it comes to men. So Amen. my challenge is I think let's take it up. Let's not belittle the question. I think it's a fundamental Amen. question. We cannot relegate that to the parents. I think we need to be all out now, and support the youth. before
1: you sit, can you mentor somebody if you are not mentored? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. You had to be mentored, isn't it? Sure. That's what I'm saying. So what, what my brother is saying is true. And that's why the church is needed. The church, the Bible says, God is the father to the fatherless. That means those guys who are fatherless, they must find a father in this church. That's right. Yeah. That's the purpose of the body of Christ. That which you can't find there, God has put grace in this house. And while we are mentoring you, mentoring this one, once we mentor you, Chibamba comes from here. That's why he's able to do those kind of things there. You are... You see, if you don't belong to a place where the word of God is, is given to you, you have nothing to give to the people outside there. That's what I'm saying. The role of the church must be understood. We don't do everything as pastors, but this is a reservoir. There's a lot of wisdom here. We thank God for people like you because that's ministry now. That makes his job easier. Now, instead of him doing that, he mentors you. Then you go out there and mentor, and those guys mentor. There's a ripple effect. That's what we are saying, and God bless you. Thank you very thank much. You. Well, I think we've had a a good time. I would just like, okay, before you come, the last question, I would like us to pray together. And the best thing we can do is, can we start in our homes to begin with? As Bishop has said, the next time you come, please don't come alone. But uh, I want to thank Bishop and the leadership for trusting me. Father, for it invested in us. Let your kingdom come in the lives of your people. Let your will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. We pray for an heavenly order to fill every man right now. The heavenly order to fill every mind right now. Lord, I lift up every family, every father, every company represented here, every, all oh Lord, department of our government. Father, I pray right now truly as your servant. If what I've preached is your word, I pray for a confirmation of your word. I pray that Lord the grace of God will be downloaded in every man. I pray that the order of the word of God will be brought back. I pray for alignment to take place in our lives. Alignment to take place in our families. Alignment to take place in every man who functions as a son of God. As a son of God in the image and likeness of God. I pray for the download of the grace of God the grace of sonship the grace of fathering I ask you heavenly father by the spirit of God the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us works in us I pray that every family Lord represented here will not lack from wisdom who not lack from understanding who not lack from knowledge I pray that the Christ the knowledge and the wisdom of God will be revealed to us At every appearing of Christ in Revelation. As Christ who is alive appears in us. So shall we appear with Him in glory. Now, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The love of our Father be with you. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you this week. I commit you to God. Now I commend you to God and to his word. That is able to give you an inheritance among the saints. May the word of Christ dwell richly in you. May the word of God overcome every deficiency in your life. May your life bring glory. May the Lord bring sons and daughters to be fathered in your life. May the glory of God cover all us. In Jesus name.